Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. You could go on over to Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website, hangingwithapes.com. You could sign up for our newsletter. And before we get into what we're going to discuss on today's episode, I'd like to humbly thank everybody who has downloaded and listened to the show in the last week. Our numbers have flown we're 10 days into the month and we've had our best month ever already. Uh, the whole Eminem kamikaze um, episode and then the, the little segment that we put out of Culture Corner from our YouTube video uh, re- reviewing and reacting to MGK's Rap Devil has done very well. So thank you guys very much. Uh, it was just super nice and super surprising to see how well received um, those episodes a- and the YouTube video. Because, I mean, for like us kind of just starting our YouTube page and not really giving yeah. it a lot of attention, the video did decent. I mean, the views are in the hundreds, but still it's like we didn't put no marketing campaign behind it or nothing. We just put it out there. And, that was all organic. And then people, people responded so so thank you very much. Um, in today's episode, we're going to touch on that same stuff a little bit, not not as much as before because obviously like we covered it, but we're going to touch on it from the aspect of debating and the art and skill of debate. So uh, if debating is something that, that you're interested in and that you like, you, you might find that part kind of interesting because we're going to get into... You know, a little bit of debate that we've had with our friends lately and debates about other topics and just the art and skill of it and, you know, what it means to be a good debater and what it means to appreciate good debates and know when somebody has made a valid point against you versus when you've made a valid point against them. Then we're going to go into the Nike and Colin Kaepernick ad. The outcry, the backlash, was it a good business move? What, uh, How cultural, culturally impactful it is. So we're going to cover that. And then we're going to go over football being back. Fun, fun, fun football. I love it. You love it. We love it. The ratings are down, though. So we're going to touch on all of that. Kicking it off. Debates. Do you yes. like debating? Yeah. Do you, Debating is... Do you like debating? Do you do you do you do you like watching debates? Do you like mediating debates? Like what what is I find I well I find myself debating on, on a general level. Would I debate would I debate somebody? Yeah, why not? I mean like I feel that there's nothing to gain but to learn and then also to to prepare, like for you to be able to prepare. I remember like when you had uh, like that discussion with the with the feminists. I remember like you kind of go going over information and stuff. So I think that that's fun, and it and it uh, freshens you up to be able to to you know just be fresh. So I I do like the art of debate, 
and then especially looking at guys like you know like like Ben Shapiro who's like a master at it, you're like, oh wow, like you you learn a lot. He he's per, he's good. He's real good. I I I think Dinesh D'Souza is a little bit better of a debater than Ben Shapiro, uh, only because Ben Shapiro. Sometimes I think he lets his spirituality get in the way of some of the points he makes. Yeah. And yeah. so when <laughs> when you have when you when you're spiritual and like you're making political points in in a debate against somebody who may be secular, it doesn't uh it, it's hard it's hard to like give and take away points in in that aspect because yeah. a, a lot of what you're saying doesn't apply to this person see yeah. and and this is and that's the that's the benefit of like Dinesh D'Souza because Dinesh D'Souza not only has he had a lot of political debates Dinesh D'Souza has also had a lot of debates against atheists so he knows how to make a lot of valid points against a secular person yeah yeah so I I think that that's that, yeah that's, I, I, uh, I would say he's he's more well-rounded the one benefit that Ben Shapiro has is this like how quick he is though like because like, when when someone's just viewing them and might not know as much yeah the confidence level that ben shapiro does like kind of yeah. show it, yeah it, it they're does, both they're, they they're both do because and i think that confidence comes from the plethora of uh of information you know what i'm saying yeah when you have the information kind of stored or memorized if you will locked in it's easier to to respond and jump at it and 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 fix it or 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 attack easier and both of them have that but i uh i think Dinesh D'Souza is a little bit more long-winded whereas like you said Ben Shapiro's a little bit more quick yeah. with it yeah and then another thing too is like when you debate you're kind of forced to to look at the weak points of of your own argument yeah, yeah absolutely and then just like the weaknesses in the argument that you're going to, you know. Oh, and also look at things like uh, realistically. You know what I'm saying? Like realistically, that, that's that's a little hard. Because like if you think about it, like there's a lot of stuff that sometimes people lie themselves, lie to themselves about just to just to feel like they're, that they're right. And I, th I feel that that's not, uh, that's not good. And that's not a, a sign of a good debater. To, to lie to yourself like that, you know? No, you're absolutely right. And uh, disclaimer, if he sounds weird, he's sick. I don't know I'm why. I'm dying. He, I don't know why he, he didn't say it himself, but so if you hear any sniffles or sneezes, and I'm as far away as humanly possible because that shit is just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, you're right about that. A lot of times people do kind of lie to themselves yeah while yeah. they're debating so that they can make their point more valid which brings me to the the one of the things that we're going to talk about today <laughs> is like the the debate that we were having with our friends going back and forth well like it's been a thread in amongst our friends there in this particular thread there's um five of us involved and a lot of the debate has revolved around Machine Gun Kelly versus Eminem and the diss and this and that. And let me put it out there. Let me put it out there. And if any of those friends are listening, I did challenge them to debate those points on the podcast. So I'd like to put that out there just so, you know, I, I, I like to let it be known that 
if one is so certain in the points that they make, they they should be more than willing to accept a challenge of a debate. Now, granted, I do understand you not accepting a challenge of a debate if you know broadcasting and being on air is not your thing. But the thing is, this is not the case with any of these people. So let's get I it take, done. I take no, actually, I take. Uh, the non-response as a concession I, I do because if you don't have any response to the challenge then I just take it as a concession like okay well it's like it's like it's like right now like if 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 you're saying oh I'm better than you in basketball yeah I'm like and I'm like well no you're not because every time we play like I outscore you or this this and that and then and then you're like well no I'm better I'm like all right well see me on the court and then you're you don't say anything I take that as a concession because if yeah. now this is your chance <laughs> to prove yeah. just like in a in a case where you're making points that you disagree and you debate the chance to prove is to have those points made in a mediated forum yeah, because yeah, that, exactly, yeah. because the thing is about a debate is diff where it differs than an argument is when well there's two forms of debates very rarely is 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 it the one form where like you can say something and the other person will just willingly concede to the points you make. I, yeah. Like that's civilized. And when you're talking to like a, in, like a, a civilized or, or an intelligent person where they're like, you're just like looking at things objectively, that can happen. Yeah. But in most cases, if people are passionate about the point they're making, then it needs to be mediated. Yeah. Because that's the only way that it can be gauged who is winning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Especially when you truly, truly believe in something, you know, right? And you gotta and, have that voice of of reason. Yeah, and if you, especially if you're unable to look at it objectively, so hence presidential debates. That's why you have a mediator, mm -hmm. because they'll kind of be like, oh. and that's why the mediators they're subject to criticism, just like the the debaters. Yeah. Obviously, they're not they're not subject to as much criticism, but for instance. What do we remember about the about the Hillary, uh, the the Hillary and, and and Trump debates? We remembered Lester Holt being a horrible mediator. Yeah, letting them <laughs> fucking run rampant. Yeah. like it, she reminds me of of the forty uh, year old virgin line, uh, bitches out of control. Like because like, it was like Hell it was yeah. just out of control. Then we remember the the CNN mediators. Um, Anderson Cooper and the lady that he was with, I can't remember her name. Yeah. But we remember them being incredibly biased in favor of Hillary. Yep. And then the other the other uh mediator I remember was the was the vice presidential debate one. And she was a pretty good mediator. Yeah. And she yeah. was a lady, I, I don't remember her name either, but I remember her being a good mediator, keeping them in check, keeping them I, within yeah. their time frame, all that stuff. And Chris Wallace. Oh yeah, he was good. Yeah, uh, he actually gave both of them pretty hard questions. Like yeah, hard questions, and he didn't he didn't pull any punches with either one of them. He, yeah, yeah, and, and he didn't budge. Like hey, hey, hold on, hold on, it's not your turn; it's her turn or it's his turn. Which sometimes you have to do that. Absolutely. And that's actually like looking back into the again, like the the discussion you had with the with the feminists, like. Uh, the the or uh, the discussion you had with Alicia Swizz on feminism, that was one thing I wish I could have done better. Being the first time that I mediated, sometimes the conversation got way out of 
the realm of feminism. Yeah. I felt that that should have been the time where I should have pulled, you know, like, wait, wait a minute, let's keep it on, on, just feminism. In, in, in all honesty, yeah. in all honesty, so much of that went unchecked yeah. that like a, a, the, a more simple minded person might see me like as losing that debate because yeah. sometimes people see like the other one going on a rant as like, oh, like they're just bodying the other one, even yeah. though that's not the case. Yeah. But like, and, and which makes me recall the... Um, the Paul Ryan and and Joe Biden debate. I don't know if you remember that when it was Romney versus Obama for the election and then Biden and and Paul Ryan had the vice presidential debate. Ah, I remember them debating. I don't remember it. Well, I, I exactly. remember I remember that that debate and I remember after that debate so many people said that Joe Biden won. And I was like, "How?" He was unhinged, like, just, and 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 Paul Ryan was just making clear cut and concise points, very poised. But the yeah. way they interpreted it was that because dude is yelling and being all unhinged and going on these rants, that he's just bodying Paul yeah, Ryan. Yeah, you know and what that I'm doesn't saying? mean that at all. It doesn't mean that, but sometimes people do take it as that. Yeah, and one thing she did when you guys debated is uh. When you broaden the argument, it's like it, it starts leaving a lot of unanswered questions f f uh, when it comes to the original argument, and then yes, exactly. and then gives you more questions on other issues, and then and then you lose track because you do when you're having I, a conversation. I did, I did. Yeah. I was relying on on you to keep us on track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like so, some of it, you know, like I was able to ask questions to kind of. Gauge back to it, but it's like you have to be able to. It's a lot harder when when it's like it, it's easy to just look at like like I looked at like how how some of these people are just being talked over like uh, in the the Trump and Hillary, but it, I I could see now with them though they've done that long enough for them to to be better, and like you have to be, also look at that and be like, all right next time I do it I got to be better you know okay I I know how to how to how to gauge and also just ask the question like wait well, we're talking about this mm -hmm. what do you think about this because again people will just go on 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 uh just a rant about something else you know who's who's guilty of that uh uh ocasio uh, cortez oh yeah absolutely like the, she'll she won't know and then she just goes on a rant about something else and then like it goes well it, it, that's definitely a tactic of the losing side in debates. Yeah. There's definitely a tactic of theirs because I mean, either you concede or you just try to yeah do some trickery to, to like, for instance, but, but then every now and again, you do P you do get people that concede and, 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 and I, I find it very respectable. Like yeah. for instance, today I was debating somebody and it, and I would consider it a debate because the person legitimately saw the points that I was making and they made a few solid points, but I, we were talking about the bears and Packers game last night. Oh God. And they asked me and I answered, honestly, they're like, Oh, did the defense not look great starting off this, yeah. this and that? And I told them, yes, it did look good. But then I proceeded to just like break down all the holes yeah. and, and issues with the defense Coupled with the fact that they blew a humongous lead against somebody in their division. Yeah. You know, coupled with the fact that they did not strategize 
against this team, against the Packers. And then that person like realized like, wow, okay. They they you could tell that they recognized that that maybe they were wrong in in being so uh overhyped. And then go ahead. Well, you're gonna make a point. Well, not only that, like, because I, I want to make this a point that you said uh, it was a divisional game, and like for those who don't watch football, and, and we're we're very much into football, a divisional game that's like you're in the division, right? So yeah, that's your rivalry, so yeah. to speak. So like the Bears, the Packers, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings, they play in the same division. They play twice a year, every year. So you become so accustomed to how that team plays you that like it's a lot harder even if you're like a suck-ass team you're still going to give like the best team in the division a a, a run for its money just because you know them so well you're accustomed so if you're up 17-0 or 20-0 and and it's a divisional game that's almost damn near like impossible to win yeah it's one thing for another team outside of your division that has a lot of firepower to come back from such a deficit yeah because you're not familiar they could game plan against you. They could pull out a, a a playbook that you've never seen before. But in your division, that is very poor and lackluster that you yeah. allow that to happen with a divisional team. So that what that shows is what will other teams outside of the division that you're not familiar with that have a lot of firepower be able to do to you. And so, but but with all that being said, yeah. It's funny because essentially the person recognized, you know, a friend of mine, he recognized that he was overhyping the Bears. It was like, he's like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Now, granted, we did we did agree that it was more so a coaching problem because it does seem yeah. like that defense has talent. It does, yeah. But, but, but what good is talent if it's not coached properly? What good is talent if it's not used properly? Yeah. And that's the point that I was making. And then, but we were able to go with that. But that's that's a lot different than the debate with our our friends when it comes to like the MGK and Eminem thing, because like they're saying that I'm overhyping the MGK diss when essentially when essentially I'm really just stating point. Like I I looked at the thread. I was like, well, maybe there's instances where I've overhyped it. But I looked at the thread and I've pretty much just like spoke facts about it i didn't say oh my god that shit was so cold like like how in in the in the bears packers debate yeah. he's like you gotta admit they looked good man they man there's a strong deal like no. that's overhyping it i versus- don't think we've, we've we've said that about them we said it was good you know it was a very good disc towards eminem we didn't say it was like I said it was a great this, but yeah. then I proceeded to state why I thought it was great yeah. and 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 gave you know what I'm saying, gave gave reasons and statements from the actual record. Yeah, and then like you know like one thing because I I liked the the diss. I was like, damn, he went hard. So sometimes like when I see like obviously in the thread they were like, I don't know what what they saw. So so I I showed it, I showed it to someone who would be very unbiased. Who doesn't even listen to rap? Mm-hmm. My brother. So I was like, "What do you think?" And I and I showed him just to, just as kind of and and he was like, <laughs> you know, like he was like, holy shit, he's really going hard at him. There's someone who does it, yeah, like Which that, that's, that's coming from a from a, a level outside that, perspective. Yeah, that, and that's wise to do when it comes to stuff like that. Is you get an outside perspective 
uh and and that that the outside perspective lends a lot of perspective to the situation yeah yeah i mean and you actually broke it down like the points yeah that and that that's what that's what was crazy like saying how blackballing or the pot- potential potentially blackballing a rapper like is it, can we not agree that that's that's bitch assness like if that yeah. is true or can we not agree can we not agree that it's because because Donnell was saying how how like oh Eminem's a superstar he's not supposed to have security no I'm not saying he shouldn't have security yeah but just because you're a superstar and you have security doesn't take away from the fact that you're talking you 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 still need to be self-aware of the fact that you're talking shit with security you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah like it's like it's like if we're it's like we're if we're in a vip section and we're like up in a balcony and like somebody downstairs is like talking shit and we're like oh man we'll beat your ass we'll beat your ass but we never go downstairs yeah 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 exactly. it's like okay like it's like it's like or or it's like or you, you're about to fight with somebody but you're only doing that because you know there's people holding you back yeah it's like okay sure like you can't stop people from holding you back but that doesn't take away from the fact that you're not self-aware enough to recognize <laughs> where you stand in this and how you look yeah yeah and see like and even like that line like it could be because I think that line is weaker compared to the one where he said about trick trick. Because the trick trick is like you're talking shit and you're you're talking about like bringing some dude like handle your shit like a man, you know what I'm saying? Like I felt that was even worse because like you're 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 over here saying that you're gonna get someone on me. Like well, well, well the thing with because you know trick trick you you know who trick trick is right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's and I know he's he's inf- yeah he's like a big. He's like big yeah. with in Detroit, like a big like a lot of gangs respect him, drug dealers and all that. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like he's like an OG of Detroit. So yeah. Eminem is, and I guess he fucks with Eminem. Yeah, and he know he's known for. And, and so he's like, oh games. yeah, I'm gonna go get him. Yeah, that is that is bitch made. But the thing is, the thing is, the I get it, it's both. They're both like kind of like it's both a display of bitch assness. But the thing is. The, for me, the security one, the security one is like, to me, is like a, it's like MGK displaying what a lack of self of awareness you have. That like, it's like tough talk. It, it yeah, it's like it's almost like facetious in a way, like saying, "Oh, it's tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year." Yeah, like yeah. it's easy for you to talk tough, dude. Like you have people, you have you, you pay millions for security a year, which is a me, good, re- yeah me like i'm i'm talking my shit and i don't have all that like yeah. it's it's different and, and i think that was you know why he went at he kind of had that line too because because like eminem kind of said like you're not a gunner this is to that kind of like going at him in in, in that in that right. realm like yeah you ain't a thug like you right you pretend and then that was mgk kind of twisting that around like you you're talking tough like you're like a pop you're Apparently you're a pop artist yeah, with security. Exactly. Like, so stop it. Yeah. So I I thought that was a pretty a pretty stellar line. The other line that I thought was great was the the homie. We know you're the re- uh, best rapper alive. Uh, fucking dweeb. Uh, 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 all you do is read the dictionary and stay inside. Yeah. Well, because Eminem has said that before. Yeah. And and I and I but but the thing is how he twisted it because see Eminem yeah. has said it in the light of like. 
well, yeah, I'm the best because all I do is stay inside and, and like read the dictionary so nobody could fuck with me. And MGK is saying it in the light like, okay, you do that. And yeah, maybe it's made you a great rapper, but you're fucking lame and boring. Yeah. And like, and I, and that, and I felt like that was like a, a clever way to kind of get like the newer generation on his side because it's essentially, yeah, essentially yeah. what it's saying is like, okay, you're great, but all you do is like stay inside and read the dictionary and rap. Like I'm fucking like living life, like fucking hoes. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm enjoying my life. And which then again, he kind of proceeds in the disc to talk about how Eminem is bitter and doesn't seem to be enjoying life, which is another like crazy ass point yeah. because it is true. How are you 46 and so successful? And it does always seem like you hate life. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're yelling at the mic and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he made he made a, a good he took a lot of the information and a lot of the stuff and a lot really a lot of the like the argument from the other side of people who don't like Eminem. See, cuz like it's easier for like a guy like me to like kind of look past that because I'm like, "Oh, well, Eminem is I like Eminem." Yeah. So what people look at see see so you got to look at it from and I had to take on, myself on biasly yeah. exactly because that, how people are gonna exactly yeah. and that's the and 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 you and you hit the nail on the head right there yeah because what what you're you're like it's easy to overlook that stuff because you like Eminem but the fact of the matter is that a lot of people that aren't as big Eminem fans have made these same criticisms about Eminem yeah in the past. And and that's and that's what this all boils down to. Yeah, I like the joke, like you can't take a joke. But yeah, you're the like the you're the main yeah. jokester exactly. That one was good, obviously because yeah, Eminem's known for like making fun of everybody and saying all types of shit. I mean, he literally called Tyler the Creator a faggot. Right. <laughs> Doesn't get any worse than that. Like in 2018, quotations. So it's like. So if, if if you're willing to say this type of shit, like if someone says, and I, and I can see, like, I see, you know, she was 16 years old, and and you know he was what 22 years old, but you know I, I'm gonna be honest with you, and and I and I asked you like what, what did you think about that, for this reason because when I saw those pictures I didn't know how old she was, but I was like oh wow she she looks very attractive you know what yeah. I'm saying like. That was my... Yeah, and I'm sure in those words, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, in those words. Yeah, I was like, she's, she's very attractive. I find her incredibly attractive. She's, she's, this, this is... Verbatim, this is what I said. I said, this is a very attractive young lady. She's very respectable. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. She looks very lovely. That was verbatim what I said. Yeah, okay. And that's... And, but, but, exactly. but I didn't know she was 16, though. It, well, that... And that's the point that when you asked me the question that I made is yeah. that... If every guy is honest with themselves, at some point, you found some girl that was probably underage attractive. Now, the difference between you and a rapist and a statutory rapist is once you have that information, you decide not to do all. You're like, and in fact, you feel a little bit ashamed afterwards. You're like, oh, damn, like I didn't know. There's been times where like there's a girl who has like a woman's body. She yes. turned around and she looks a little young, and I'm like, oh, no, exactly. No, 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 no. How many that that happens all the time? <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time, and and the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like where you should be ashamed is like if you know she's young and then you continue. Yeah, that's where the shame comes in. But if you're walk, if you're going down the street and down half halfway down the block, you see a woman. 
that looks like built like a 27 year old stallion yeah and you get up there and then and then and you know whatever you ask her name she's like i'm 15 i'm 16 oh okay I'm now out. where you where you feel a sh- now where the shame should come in is if you can continue to pursue now that's yeah. fucked up yeah so if a, if a picture is online and all you're saying, do never said, oh I'm a D- DM Haley or I'm gonna send her a dick pic. All he said is that she looks hot as fuck. With all due respect, because Eminem is king. Like, yeah. I mean, I you can't it, blackball somebody for that. Like if if it's true, obviously we're going off of the information that MGK is giving us. Yeah, yeah, that. But so, it, but yeah, you can't blackball somebody for that. Yeah, like you can't do that. Like. Come on, like, and, and I'm and, and I'm being honest to myself. If I had a daughter and this was the case, like, you know, like, shit, I, my cousins, like, when we when we were younger, you guys were like, damn, she's fine. Like, all right, well, she's fine. Put your bid it. Like, they should have enough self respect to know not to fuck with you, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no but, that's great. <laughs> that's too great. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, you know, she has to, she has the control over, like, okay. Is this guy, do I want to date him or do I want to be a hoe? Like, that's up to them. You know, like, it is what it is. That shit ain't got nothing to do with me. And her decision making ain't got shit to do with me. Right. Or, like, even with my daughter. Like, I'll be ashamed of my daughter. Like, damn, like, I taught you better. But, like, hey, fuck it. You're a hoe. Like, that's your decision. <laughs> like, it is what it is. No, I, I agree with you. The yeah. only thing that I, I think I would have done if I was Eminem knowing that she's 16. Yeah. Especially if this guy is being so respectful. I wouldn't have blackballed him or anything. I would have like made it a thing, and like if I felt like he deserved some degree of shame, I would have used the same form. I would have tweeted at him. I would have been like at MGK at M- Machine Gun Kelly. You know she's sixteen, yeah. and then right there yeah. that would have been like oh damn, and then right there that would have been the end of it because people would have been like oh bro she's sixteen what you want yeah yeah and like yeah. he would have been somewhat ashamed. And then MGK probably, I'm more than sure, would have probably been like, oh, damn, sorry, I didn't know she was so young. Yeah. And that would have been it. Like, but, but like, but like to highlight, and which is another valid point that MGK made on the record, to like hold on to all of this animosity and anger for six years and then talk about it like yeah. so long, uh, to wait so long to talk about it. Come on, dude. What, what, what is yeah. that? Yeah, well, you know, because uh, I actually look back at, like, because Eminem, in, in his disc, he has that Tech 9 line. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to use the Tech 9. So I listen to the song, and I see, like, the little subliminal shots. Do you think that Eminem looked at that as, oh, well, I'm going to respond to that tweet now that he's kind of throwing shots at me? Or did you think that Eminem just saw that as, like, a marketing opportunity? Cause, like, well, I didn't hear that record with Tech 9. So what what were the subliminals? He he's he says one of them. He's like, oh, you're gonna have to call the doctor, not the one from Compton or something like that. That's one, and then another one's like, you're just a rapper, you're not a god or some shit like that. Okay. So like, you could kind of tell it. Yeah, it sounds like it could be subliminals. Yeah, but but <laughs> but is is okay? What I will say is what I what I will say is this: if he's throwing those subliminals out without being blackballed. Then I guess yeah he's he's asking for this, yeah. but if he's throwing those subliminals out as a response to like being blackballed, yeah, then yeah like Eminem deserves that and more for blackballing the guy. Like why are yeah. you stifling this man's career for that? Especially a guy that has that much influence like Eminem. Like you do have a lot of people in your corner that can make it hard for a guy like Eminem. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't. 
I but but to me that doesn't sound like something, especially with him praising Eminem in in past YouTube videos and interviews and stuff like that. That doesn't seem like something I see him doing without having a reason to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, you're a rapper yourself. Would is that something you would ever do without having a reason to? No, of course not. Like no. any, would you throw any subliminals at any rapper without having a reason to? Not at all. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll talk shit. Like see, see, and then that's another thing too. Is like, like, like for example, like when Eminem said, like, uh, I'm not a fan of Lil Yachty. Like he's just being honest. Right. You could take that as a diss. Like he kind of did. Yeah, but but the thing is, but just, I, I see honest. I see the correlation you're making. Yeah, but the thing, but the difference between a guy like MGK throwing a sublim at Eminem. Well, I think Vince said it pretty good. He gave a pretty accurate description of MGK in in, in this term. Like MGK is a more than capable rapper. So so MGK yes. like there there is a a rhyme and reason to the things that he he does one would assume or one can assume yeah 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 versus Eminem like throwing a shot at Lil Yachty without maybe having a reason to but the thing is maybe personally you don't have a reason to but yeah. the thing is what Lil Yachty represents is what you're kind of dissing. It's not necessarily Lil Yachty himself. It's it's the trash music that he makes. Yeah, like if yeah. Lil Yachty was a good rapper, I don't think Eminem would have dissed him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a reason. There's a cultural reason why I'm I'm attacking you, and it's not it's not like it's not it's it doesn't have anything to do with you personally or any beef we have. It's like what you represent and what you are. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah, which is a far cry from what MGK is. That is true. Yeah, and because MGK, like, like a lot of people have slept on him. He's a very good artist. Is he Eminem level artist? No, but but he's also 26 years old. You don't know you know the potential that he could. Because like right now, like shit, Rap Devil's number one on iTunes. Yeah. So you don't know what could come of this. Could this have been a moment that kind of throws him into the stratosphere of like, okay, this is this is what I could do now, you know? Yeah. We don't know, but this could be that moment for him. I don't see this hurting him at no, all. Not at all. I actually don't even see it. Well, depending on if Eminem this is back or not. But see, this is a thing that's a little confusing because like a lot of people don't seem to be like that concerned about Eminem replying. Yeah, and even on Twitter, it's, oh yeah, Eminem is too high of a level to diss this guy. No, no, he has to reply. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Well, the I consensus just, to me that I'm getting from people is like whether he replies or not, Eminem is the greatest. No, no, no that 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 that's a that's a bad assessment on their part. Yeah, he has to reply. It's just the way I'm taking it is that I feel like there's many people that that don't doubt that he will reply. You get what I'm saying? Maybe that's what it is. Like yeah. I don't, I don't see many people thinking that dude is not going to reply because when it comes to the realm of rap, Eminem has never shown any bitch assness. So no, not at all. Whereas like, like when we were kind of talking about this briefly before the episode, like whereas Drake, Drake has always had an aura of bitch assness about him. Yeah. So he when reeks of bitch asses. More or less, yeah. <laughs> to some degree, he does. Like yeah. he, it's just, and and I think. 
I think even Drake fans will will kind of agree to that. Like, there's something about Drake that's a little bit like bitch made. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you don't you don't see Drake scrapping. Like you've seen videos of people kind of running up on him, not yeah. fighting with him, but like kind of like aggressively questioning him, and like he he like withdraws and stuff like that. Yeah. So he just has that that aura about him. And so I think it's because of that aura and it's because that aura has been dis- put on display many times yeah. that there was legitimately a question as if as as to whether or not he would ever respond to Pusha T, which he never did. In this case, I don't think Man, many people think that Eminem will not respond, but he has to respond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to that nah, he there's no way like you could you could let that you could let that slide. Yeah, and then you've seen uh he was playing the pack, the Pac-Man game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like a little. That was like a little sublime. I didn't know it. I didn't catch it at first. I had to like watch a video yeah. of somebody explaining because it was a video and it's like uh, Eminem playing Pac-Man before uh, probably releasing MGK. This and that, I was like, that, yeah. what does Pac-Man have to do with MGK? I had no idea. That is but, a little scary that you're that detailed that you. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. But but um, but I didn't know what it was. But yeah. then but then so a video was like describing it, and they were talking about how like MGK has a Pac-Man tattoo like by his neck. Yeah. So it's almost like going for the neck, yeah. which that's badass. But I, I I honestly didn't catch that at first. I was like, shit. Now, why I why does video. why does him playing Pac-Man mean that he's gonna get MGK? I had no idea. I was like, okay. But then when I when that was commented on and revealed, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But but still, we need it on wax, not just a video of you playing Pac-Man. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for you. I'm gonna keep blackballing you. But um, kind of back to the Lil Yachty Eminem point versus an Eminem MGK point. To me, MGK and, and and Eminem, this is more of a of a boxing match where Lil Yachty, it's more of a of a war kind of in a sense of like you could put anybody in that uniform and like, you're going to attack it just cause they represent like, for instance, like America versus the Nazis, Nazi uniform. You shoot that you may that, that person over there personally on a personal level, you may get along with them perfectly fine, yeah. but it's just what that uniform and who they are, what that represents. You find it to be something that ought to be destroyed versus yeah. a personal, a personal back and forth. So that shit is very interesting. Uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna we're gonna stay in tune with it, see how it develops. Yep. So moving on, Kaepernick Nike. Thirty years of just do it. Kaepernick is the the face of it. People are upset. This is kind of an old story, but but it's still kind of trending. Yeah. People are still talking about it and people are still boycotting and burning Nikes. There's pretty much uh, I've read in articles a bunch of people that are pretty much damn near ready to lose their business because they don't feel comfortable selling Nike. Uh what are your thoughts? Shit, it's hard because like you know, Nike has the right to do whatever they want with their brand and 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 push whatever they want to push. It just so happens that the video, did you watch like the whole commercial? Yeah, I did. I saw it was you know like i guess maybe looking at it from from the perspective of like we do this we we podcast we we go over a lot of this stuff and and one of the 
main topics we've talked about is intersectionality. Like it pushes that, like it pushes that heavy. Yeah. The whole girl in the burqa and all that shit. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know that that it helps Nike to to go that route. Like I don't, you know, like they have the right to do it. Go ahead, you know. But but obviously the the uproar, you know, has been kind of big. For for Nike, do you think that in the long run it'll it'll affect them or it'll just kind of come to pass? It's just people being mad at it. I don't think in the long run it'll come to affect them because let's be honest, Nike is not going anywhere. No, they're not. Um, and 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 not just because of what the brand is or the name or whatever the case. Nike makes solid products. They do. Like you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like when you. And that that is one thing I told myself. I'm not, like, when I saw that commercial, never once did I think, "Oh, I'm not gonna buy Nikes." No, no, no. I, they I can't make, be that. Yeah, they make a solid product. Like, <laughs> yeah. my 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 basketball shoes are Nike. My running shoes are Nike. I have I have I have Nike stuff. Like, it just is what it is. And until they stop making a good product, I don't find any reason not to buy it because. I buy it. The product serves me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what I will say, though, looking at it, looking at it culturally, the day that that came out and it was announced, they lost four billion dollars in one day. Four billion dollars. A bunch of people dropped their stocks, all of that stuff. Now, with that happening, people, the sales did go up. They say since the ad came out. Their sales have gone up by thirty-one percent. So okay. stocks went down four billion. Sales went up by thirty-one percent. And today, I believe the stock just made it back to where it was before it dropped four billion. Okay. To me, looking at it as a business, that is a loss. That's okay. a big loss because even though your sales are up, well, just look. Let's look at it numbers wise. If if your if your sales are up thirty one percent because people are going people are going to buy to buy the, the this product, but your stock has, has dipped so low and just made it back to where it was before it dipped. Yeah. Essentially, all those sales have just have have just made you break even. Or if not really, you've really taken a loss because that's that many days, which essentially was a week, that you weren't in the plus. You yeah. lost money because of because of the stocks. Because obviously, those those sales does don't equate to how much they lost in stocks. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is what this means to me, and and this is what people I think are are I because I I kind of had a, a debate about this with some people, and this is what they're not seeing, and I think there is a very important cultural key to all of this. Stocks went down. Thirty. Uh, Sales went up thirty one percent. What do you when when that when 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 that happens? Yeah. What are you seeing? What you're seeing there is that the stockholders don't they don't feel confidence in the yeah. company, and then you're you're seeing that the people that buy Nike want to support it. Yeah. Who are the majority of stockholders? The majority of stockholders are probably white 
successful people or 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 maybe if you don't want to put a color to it more successful people investors yeah. that's the mindset yeah. whereas the people that wear nike and that would buy nike and make sales surge 31 percent are more than likely people in an urban environment yeah that are trying to show their support of it okay. but that's but 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 that's very important because you see that Essentially, what Nike has done, you've kind of created a divide in the cohesion between the product and who the product serves and the investors. And you don't want to do that as a company. You want cohesion in that. You want the product to serve and also that that in serving that to in in uh, 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 encourage investors to invest. You don't want to create that divide. And and so I think what what has caused the stock to rise back to where it was is because the thirty one percent like as an investor you can't say yeah. no to that. That's what I was about to ask. So so do you think that like because sales are up, they'll they'll kind of look past. I guess they're, they're what what before was oh I don't have, I don't have faith in in what they're doing now or like I don't feel comf- confident in them. Now, do you feel they look past that and right and stay investing? Right, I, I I feel like some people may have reinvested or it might have gotten new investors, especially with the, especially if you buy when the stock is low. Yeah, you buy when it's low, and you know that the company isn't going anywhere. You know what? But, I, but my point is, all of this, all of this craziness for what? To just get back to where you were. Before all of it transpired, is he getting like his own shoe? Or? I guess they're gonna yeah come out with a with a line. But but you know, do, do you think it matters if it's like a hot shoe though? Like, do you think people will look past all this if like the shoes like oh shit this is? Nah, I don't think people are gonna like be asking for no no oh let me get a pair of Kaepernicks unless it's like a good looking shoe then yeah they will yeah but but it there I don't see people just buying it if it's a, like an ugly piece of shit shoe. Just to just to support, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think to me, what I think happened with these sales is that that there were a lot of people that saw this and they might have been upset by the backlash and people cutting Nike socks and burning Nike shoes and boycotting Nike, and they were probably like, "Shit, I was gonna this fall is around the corner. I was gonna buy me a sweatsuit anyway. I might as well go buy it now. Or I was gonna buy me a pair of sneakers anyway. I might as well go buy it now." Yeah. And people went, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. That, on top of the fact that, and, and this is pretty interesting, Slate, the periodical, the online periodical Slate, they actually brought up a pretty important point, or interesting point, rather, about this whole situation. They were saying how everybody who is supporting Colin, and Slate is pretty left, mind you, who is supporting Colin Kaepernick and Nike in this whole debacle is actually taking away from his message. And they made a valid point, and this is why. Their point is this. What they're saying is that that commercial is so watered down from what his original message is or was or however you'd like to word it that it's taking away from what this whole thing started over. And it is true. Anybody who agreed with Colin Kaepernick and him kneeling for the national anthem because of police brutality, 
We're not whatever yeah. for the ad really doesn't show anything about that. Yeah. And 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 so to somebody that that they may not know what's going on, it really does kind of take away from from originally what he's fighting for. And that and and that's kind of the point that they're making is that now the the message is kind of getting muddied with all this stuff and and people are sort of losing track of 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 what it was about. Well, not only that, like if you look at and this is what I, I was actually going to bring some of that up was like Nike's a an American company. Kaepernick has been known to have Che Guevara shirts on, and she, you know that that's where his politics lie. Yeah. So it is kind of like an oxymoron to have like an American business pushing like a guy who doesn't believe in in the whole capitalistic way of of of, of America. You know what I'm saying? It's just like an yeah. oxymoron. Like, and then it kind of it kind of like if you're if if you so much believe in in, in like all this shit, this check of shit. Like, if if that's what you're on, like, why would you even be a sellout? Because, like, if Che Guevara saw the shit that you're on, he, he, he would think he, that you're he, the biggest sellout. Yeah. Honestly, I think Che Guevara would think that wearing his shirt and selling that shit is a sellout. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, if you're true to the ideology, which is so funny that you brought that up because the other day I was driving and I seen it. Oh, it was a Uber driver, you know, you you know, because they have the Uber decals. But on the back, on, yeah. I, on, the, on the back window, there was also a decal of Che Guevara. And I'm like, that is a driving, living example of an oxymoron. You're an Uber driver, <laughs> so you're 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 involved in capitalism in a gig economy, <laughs> and you and you have a check. You you don't what what is this? You Who have are no, you you have no idea what you are <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like that, that just reminded me that everybody has a price. Unless, like, of course, unless, of course, well, let, let me let me correct myself. Unless, of course, that Uber driver takes all the money that he makes and distributes it evenly <laughs> amongst the amongst the people that have lesser than him. Oh, yeah. And then in which case, then he's not an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely probably not the case. Right. No, you're right though. Every, that the whole everybody has a price thing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has a price because because it, it's it's just crazy. To me. I mean, every, every everybody does really have a price if you think about it. No matter how much how real you think, like there's still a, a, like like for example, like what we're just talking about Eminem. That was a pretty good album, but then you have like Venom, which is the most like gimmicky g- marketing type of song that you would not want in an album. But because obviously it makes money, then you're gonna do it. So, and this is like a guy who's who's really good, like good artist, and I I enjoyed the album. I'm not gonna say so, but see, that's not as bad as like this because this is ideology now. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, everyone like if you're an entertainer, you have to always toe that line, and sometimes you're not gonna do it right, right? But Kaepernick, like you're talking now about like like your ideology politically. So like the worst thing that you could do is to like obviously if if you're if we're just talking ideology here is buy into that idea like to to yeah. the opposite you know what I'm saying like just to to do what like 
So 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 that it, it points, and, and I know we 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 discussed this a long time ago. Uh, people were saying, "Oh, he's so brave. He's so brave for 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 doing this because he 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 sacrificed. Or he didn't sacrifice anything. First of all, he his his career was at a down, downward spiral, and like look at him now. That's great that you said that. That is so great because that to me is probably why he did it. The biggest fallacy in that ad." Where it's like, what what is it? Uh, uh, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Yeah, which has been memed. It has been <laughs> memed crazy. But but the but the uh, but the thing about that is is what did he really sacrifice? What what did you sacrifice? Because you you were on a downward spiral yeah. already. So, because are are people equating what he did to not ha- not not playing in the NFL? Because, because I mean, you already on a downward spiral. Not only that, there have been teams that offered him a backup a backup position because that's about how good he is a backup quarterback level. Yeah, he didn't take it. Now he wants to say that like the teams are colluding against him, and then. You can't blame other teams for maybe not making offers, even though they have better. Because there is an argument that people say, oh, well, you can't tell me that that he's that every quarterback in the NFL starter or backup is not is is better than Colin Kaepernick. No, I would not. I would not say that. I'm sure he's better than plenty of backups in the NFL. But the question is, as an owner, is his production value and what yeah. he puts out on the field worth the backlash. And, and nobody's asking that question. And there's proof in the pudding when it comes to receivers who are prima donnas, a lot of them, that has been the same problem. Is like, is his antics, antics yep. worth him coming to the team? That's happened to T.O. or Chad Ochocinco. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. So so let's not play like this is all is, politics. And like it's never happened. No. It's exactly. Just, Again, like he he did a he pulled a fast one. He was like, "Shit, my shit, my career's going downhill. How can I make myself relevant in another way?" And now you got yourself a Nike shoe, and you're in a way better position now as a political activist than you were as a player in the NFL. And I know I remember we caught that before, and no one was talking about that. But now you see what the end result ended up being. Yeah, and then also I think a lot of that. When you when when somebody acts like that and they talk like that and they bring up like inequality or injustice, if you notice and you do a little bit of a psychological profile on the people that talk like that, there's typically a lot of envy involved in their rhetoric and involved in their personality. When the the guy, I you could imagine him imagine him becoming envious. Yeah, going down that downward spiral because if you compare like what what he's doing versus like look at like Dak Prescott who is also a black quarterback and he says oh I stand for the anthem like it's like I'm starting for one of the biggest franchises in the world definitely one of the biggest football franchises in yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Dudes, I have no reason to be envious. Like I'm not like yeah I stand. Life is good. Let's keep it moving. But dude. 
being Colin Kaepernick, the mindset was differently. So that could have that could have played a role into it too. It's like you become envious, you be you lash out, and you know now you want to take up a cause of injustice or whatever the case because your bread and butter or what should be your bread and butter is not really working out for you anymore. Yeah. So that that's that's how that shit. And let, let's 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 be real too right now when it comes to a lot of things even in Hollywood the victim role, the victimhood you know angle is a very marketable one right now. Oh yeah, big time. It's a very marketable one. Like right now it's like you're seeing a lot of like Look at Star Wars. Look at Spider-Man Hope. Like, just all of Marvel. Women leads. You know, more more black and Latino people in, in lead roles. Uh, then you got the Black Panther. Then you got, like, this this whole movement of, because like, a oh, bunch of a bunch song. of movements of out, and outcries about, oh, well, we don't get enough. We don't get it. And, and enough roles, enough opportunities. And that kills me because my issue with that is not seeing... You know the diversity that that that's not what I have the problem with. My my problem is why you're getting it, like yeah. the reason you're it, because you're crying about it, yeah. Rather than earning it, like what the fuck? What world do we live in where you expect because you cry about something you're gonna get it? Just like I don't know if you peeped this. Not this year the Oscars are adding a new category. Did you see? Did you see yeah, or hear about yeah, this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the best blockbuster movie, so like so, so so something along those lines. So essentially, where the Oscars are normally like art house type films, very artsy, very well technically made movies, uh, movies that are made essentially by like a a. a Film students, people that study film and, and are revolutionary in the art. And they get credit for this, whereas the blockbusters, their credit has always been all the money that they make. Like, that's their credit yeah. that they get. Now they want to... <laughs> now they want to put that in, in the Oscars. Why? Because the blacks and the Latinos are not making... Good blockbuster, I'm not 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 good blockbuster movie. Good artsy movies from yeah. a technical aspect. So now, what do you want to do? They 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 need a reason to thrust Black Panther. Yeah. And I guarantee you, Black Panther is gonna win. Let me put that prediction out there right now. And in all honesty, like Black Panther was a decent movie. It was a three star movie at best. Like that was not what everybody held it to be. Hey man, Marvel has people in their pockets because Logan was the same shit. Logan was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Logan is not what people make it out to be. Black Panther and Logan are like three star movies. Yeah, well, Logan's not Marvel though. It's well, oh yeah, yeah, twentieth century Fox. Yeah, but but you know like. But still, all these it, comic book movies that they're typing them up, like, oh, this is the most like, the revolutionary. Like, there was a lot of shit that Logan, I was like, this is just corny. Like, or I wouldn't have went this route. But, like, people just make Logan into this amazing movie. Or Black Panther, same thing. Oh, and, and then I saw IGN put them, like, on, like, the top three. Please, stop oh, Comic book movies ever? Yeah. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. That shit was like, please stop it. Don't. It was a good... I, I enjoyed it. I, I will say this, because I, I just watched it about two weeks ago. Very fun movie. I enjoyed it. 
I did enjoy uh, uh, Killmonger because Marvel does have a weakness when it comes to bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, like, Killmonger was good. And I'm not saying that there weren't good things about the movie. There were but, good but things. But they're really... There were like, good things. They're about trying to them. make the movie something that is not. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's my problem. point. And now you, now you, with this category and the Academy Awards, you want to thrust it into the spotlight just so people stop crying. But that's the wrong reason to do anything. Yeah. And and the director, and writers and and production team of that movie should feel bad about that. It's like, damn, like now we're getting thrusted into the spotlight. For not earning it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I if I'm in the spot, I want to earn it rather than just oh, well, enough people cried about it, so now we're gonna get it. Well, yeah, because then you you get guys like Steve McQueen who worked hard and made very good movies, and he won an Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave. The movie before that was uh, Shame. That dude is a beast. Yes, but now but, it's like now you're starting to muddle the waters when it comes to right. Like you're putting the director of of black panther essentially on the same level as steve mcqueen and that's on, not right it, yeah so now the good black and hispanic directors or writers or producers like you said you're muddying the water for them because you want to thrust all this other shit into there there's another guy alejandro uh Inurito. yeah fucking he did he put his work in his the shit was he, technically sound the revenant he got his, you know, like... Even Birdman was great. Like, oh, yeah, like from shit, a technical aspect, Birdman wasn't, like, a great movie for me personally. Like, I, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It wasn't, like... It wasn't, like, a top 20 type movie. No. But it was definitely... I enjoyed that movie. And it, it was, was really you, good. And it was very sound technically from, you know, from an objective perspective. But now The Revenant, that was, a, that was amazing. All of yeah. that, plus yeah. I really enjoyed the movie. And like now, now we got like the people that are gonna be directing movies like Black Panther, which again, I'm not taking anything away from those movies, but come on, it ain't the Revenant. Yeah. But now that's what the Oscars are trying to go for that whole like, oh, let's let's try and work these angles to to make everyone happy. You can't make everyone happy. You yeah. know, you just gotta you just gotta have the level of quality. That's it. Football is back. Football. Is back. Yeah, dude. That shit is. Super Bowl predictions. Go ahead. Oh, fucking Chargers. That's they, definitely. Well, actually, they are. They 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 are. Uh, they're in some circles. They are favored to go Listen, to the Super Bowl. They have the talent to, but they haven't proven shit. So, me being a Chargers fan, actually, since we were talking about debating, I called it. I thought Kansas City was going to beat them, and sure enough, they did. So, like, I I was honest about it. I wasn't shocked. I was even, I actually even was like, fuck, I'm not even watching the game because I'm going to be pissed off. And sure enough, I was correct in my assessment. But but see, the, that's the thing that I respect about you, and I respect fans like you of their team, which yeah. whatever team their team is, yeah, is when you can look at your team reasonably. Yeah. It's so baffling to me, like Bears fans. I saw so many Bears fans last night on Snapchat, on social media, so excited. <laughs> what are you excited about? Yes, are you excited that football is back? Okay, great. I'm excited too. 
Why are you excited for the Bears to take the field in Lambeau Field? Yeah. Why? Why have you learned nothing? So to me, what I was to me, I I don't know if that's just like ignorance, or do you not like know anything about football, or do you, or do you not care that you look foolish being such? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you not care that like you look like you have no idea what world you're in right now? Yeah. See, you gotta be really like see like if I was a Bears fan. I'd be like excited that it's a young team and I know they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I know they're not going to beat the Packers. I know that that like there's going to be a lot of, you know, like they have good pieces. Their defense, good talent. Trubisky, I like like where he's going. Like he still needs work. I'm not even excited. John uh, Howard, he's a pretty decent. Uh, Josh Howard or John Howard? Josh Howard. Fuck, I can't even think of the running back. Mm. Um, he he's a good running back. Is Isn't he there a, a running back, Cohen? The well, Cohen's good too. Mm-hmm. But but actually, I think he got injured. But but he's the second. Uh, he's a secondary. Oh. He's a second string uh, running back. But he's pretty good too. So you know, like you got good pieces. I'd be excited that like oh, I get to see them and see where you know in the next two three years they could go. But like the way people are talking about the Bears, <laughs> Chicago is like. They're going to make the playoffs this year. No, that's not happening. Just please be realistic. The Bears, objectively speaking, if I was a fan, I'm not a fan of the Chicago Bears. I'm from Chicago, but I'm not a fan of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. If if I was a fan, I would say objectively, I could be like, my prediction would be, and this is pretty generous, I think, 7-9. and nine. I'd be like, yeah, I 7-9. and nine, that. It's like, it's like... <laughs> It's like with the Bulls. I'm excited the young talent. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're, gonna be, they're probably not going to make the playoffs the next two, three years. They have good young talent. I want them to fucking win so bad, but it's just the the truth. The coaching is not great. The players are great. Like like the young players, like what they're showing, they have the potential to be great. But that's I think that's where the Bears are. It's the same. It's almost damn near the same team in basketball, football. Except with the Bulls, we know the coaching is bad, and with the Bears, it's too early to know yeah. if, if the coaching is bad or not because it's a new coaching staff. Yeah. So so we'll we'll see. And they did actually show like on offense, you know, some some fluidity, which I was okay, cool. So uh, it was it was a little mixed bag. Again, I think Trubisky could could. Kind of loosen up a little bit. I think, he, like, for what, what this is his second year, right? Mm-hmm. He should be a little bit looser, like, relax. Like, last year was the year to be a little, like, tighter. But again, nothing to go cry home about, fucking be excited about. Definitely not. And, and you know, like, because I know you're, you're a New England fan. I remember uh, clearly when, uh, I forgot what year this was, but where, like, Kansas City, like, beat their ass mm-hmm. because. That game, they were kind of like trying new stuff, like the the Pats. Yeah, and like so, like those first, I think I would say like the first two three games, they 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 didn't play their best. Right. Again, I think because they were kind of trying to figure themselves out, they were ready to fucking like replace Brady. Like, oh, oh yeah. it's over for the Pats. It's over. I was like, yeah, even I thought I was like, holy shit, like relax, dude. This Brady you're talking about, but people were really talking about Brady like. 
It was over with. Yeah. For the life of me, I couldn't understand that, but but it just goes to show the level of the level of quality that Boston is is is, is not willing to to sacrifice. Like yeah. this is where we're at. This is where we got to be. The Bears fans, oh shit, they they're fucking they're good with the scraps. They could accept anything. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, but but Super Bowl predictions, shit. <sighs> Fuck. I think uh, I'd probably have to say Pats, Eagles. I, I think Eagles are young enough and good enough to go again. To go again. Yeah, I could see. A, a, I a I, I think that's a wise prediction. I I'm gonna say uh, Patriots, Packers. Packers. That's that's. What I'm I'd gonna, like to see that one. I definitely would like. I've to been see that waiting one. for that one. Yeah, I would love to see that. The only bad thing is, Rogers, man, like. If if he gets injured, I don't know. He's a little injury prone. Yeah. Like so, so if he gets injured or or if like they they have an injury on their offensive line, it's over because like they really do rely on him. Mm-hmm. So, but but that would be fun. Definitely. I would like to see that. Well, that is our episode for today. Oh, let me make my uh, quick. Uh, oh yeah, I did. I did. Uh, Patriots Packers. Yeah, I was like, I, did I? Yeah, I made my prediction. Patriots Packers. But yeah, uh, that's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, the show continues to grow because you guys listen every week. Thank you guys for bringing us to our best month and week ever so far in the show. Keep listening. Keep rating and reviewing commenting and subscribing we are now on spotify we're on soundcloud apple google all that good stuff check out our youtube videos hanging with apes same as everything else see you guys next week we're out and peace peace